as I'm recording this, the podcast launched yesterday. So I want to share like the real, in real time, how imposter syndrome has shown up for me in this launch and even like throughout, throughout like recording these episodes because... Hi, welcome to the Openly Spoken Podcast, where we talk about the real and raw, messy middle of business and life transitions. My name is Celia. I am a spiritual healing coach for entrepreneurs, and I am the host and creator of the Openly Spoken Podcast. And today, I am just coming on here. It is seven o'clock in the morning, and I just had some inspiration to come and share with you. And if you're seeing the video portion, I am just, this is what I'm wearing this morning. I haven't even put makeup on yet. I just really wanted to come and talk while the inspiration was channeling through me. Today, I wanted to talk to you about imposter syndrome. And I wanted to talk to you about, so as I'm recording this, the podcast launched yesterday. So I want to share like the real in real time, how imposter syndrome has shown up for me in this launch and even like throughout, throughout like recording these episodes, because for this first season, all of the interview episodes are done. I actually even have a few done for the second season and some that I am recording this week. Uh, But the only thing that isn't done are the solo episodes, which is actually perfect because they can be more relevant because they haven't been recorded in the summer. Like all of the interviews have either been recorded in the summer or in the past, like two weeks ago or so, something like that. Uh, But yeah, I wanted to share with you just real behind the scenes of like what happened to me, what I, all the feel, all the feels that I had yesterday with the podcast launching, because I know that you listening, you either have a big goal that you haven't gone towards, or maybe you have a goal that like you've been trying. I don't, I don't like the word trying, but you've been working on figuring out how to make it happen. I don't like the word trying because I don't, this might sound a little harsh, but like, I don't believe there's a trying. You're either doing something or you're not doing something. So I don't like the word trying. That's just something that, that's just my personal preference. So now that we went on that tangent, let me share with you how imposter syndrome showed up for me yesterday. So First of all, I'm very grateful for the friends and family that I have that have already listened, that have texted me about it, that have sent me congratulations gifts, that have written reviews. I'm so, so grateful. I'm so grateful. And I'm so excited for this journey. It's still so new. And that's why it's so perfect that these solo episodes are being recorded now, because I think it just makes this more exciting. But um I did have a friend who I was texting yesterday and she was like, 
oh, let me know when you post about your, uh, let me know like what you post on Instagram, like in, in your Instagram feed for the lunch. And um, this was at probably the morning or something. And in my mind, I was like, oh, I wasn't really planning on posting. Like I just posted to my story. So I kind of went through this moment of like, for me, imposter syndrome really shows up in, I can sum it up in like one phrase, which is I'm not doing enough. Right. And I'm not sure if I've shared this on the podcast yet, but I definitely am someone that has high functioning anxiety. So what that means is I have, (laughs) I have like three planners and, uh, I'm surprised I haven't bought a planner for 2022 yet, probably because I've done work around this, but usually I already have a planner for the next year at this time of year. And my family knows I love planners. So like they'll get me planners and I don't even care that I already have a planner. I'm like, Ooh, yes. Another opportunity to, to over plan. (laughs) And I'll have, I'll have one planner for like work, one planner for like my marketing, one planner for uh, personal stuff. I've even thought about using a planner. Like I have this one planner right here next to me that has a lot of someone's last name on here. Yeah. Let me cover that. That has a lot of space. So I was thinking like, Oh, it would be cool to use a planner as like a journal because then you can really, especially if it's like a big planner that has a lot of space for each day. Cause then you could really go back to the dates and probably see like a journey. I really want to do that for this year. I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. Um, but I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> That's what I do. My sister listened to uh, the first solo episode that dropped yesterday and she was like it's really cute how you go off on tangents and you go back but yeah that's that's the nature of having something be real raw and organic so I had this moment of where I'm like oh I'm not doing enough for the podcast and I went through my phone and I actually did have some posts that I could post to the feed so I just did that just posted it And then I almost let myself get caught in like, I made an Instagram for the podcast maybe like a month ago. And I almost let myself get caught of like being on there and like engaging with the followers and being like, okay, what reels to add? I almost let myself get carried away and like, oh, now I have to do this, this, and this to get more people to the podcast. And then I was like, no. I had a discussion with my fiance about it and um, I told him, I was like, you know, I already run my own podcast over at, not podcasts. That's not what I meant to say. I run my own Instagram for my business for self-expressed babe. If you're not following me on there, go ahead and follow me there. That's where I'm more active. And that's where I'm going to be more active because I am only one woman. I'm not going to stress myself out or stretch myself too thin by uh, trying to perfectly market my podcast, even though I know I have the ability to do it. I'm just in a space now where like, if I would have launched this podcast a year ago, I definitely would have stretched myself thin to uh, market it. But the space I'm in now with like this whole year, I've really been working on um, 
being more grounded in my divine feminine energy. So being more okay with just like being and with just like receiving the fruits of my labors instead of like always on to the next thing, which is a really not so great habit of mine. So I'm just like completely letting go of what will happen if I'm not posting on the podcast Instagram, like all the time and regularly. No. (laughs) So that's where my imposter syndrome really showed up yesterday. Also the uh, premiere solo episode, the premiere solo episode is an episode that is scripted. I like wrote out every single word I was going to say. And I just like read the script. I didn't record video for it. And yeah, because of that, I almost wanted to delete it. But um, yeah, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I kept it real. So that's another way that the imposter syndrome showed up because by the time I sat down to record my second solo episode, it wasn't scripted and it was just natural and flowing. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm so glad I haven't really, I'm so glad I've only recorded one of these. So I almost wanted to delete the first one, but I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. There's going to be for sure um, a journey in this podcast. Like I saw once a post on, I think it was on Instagram. If you're not watching the video portion of this, I just took a sip of my Earl Grey tea. It smells so good. I love the way Earl Grey tea smells. But I saw this post on um, Instagram and it was saying how like the first time you go live, it's going to be horrible. The first, I don't know if it used the word horrible, but it also, it had all this list of things of like the first time you do something, basically it's not going to be perfect. And one of the things on there was like, your first podcast is not going to be great. (laughs) And, um, because of that, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to leave it on there because the more I put myself out there, even though it's not perfect, the more confident I can be. And that's another aspect of imposter syndrome. Like, especially as, especially as women, I feel like we hold ourselves to such a high standard. Um, I don't want to say compared to men because I'm not a man and I don't know what it's like to be a man, but in the media, there's like just so much pressure for women or people who identify as a woman to just be completely perfect and all the airbrushing and photoshopping and um, shapewear doesn't help. <laughs> and I think because we're, we're given those messages of like, you have to be perfect to be loved. I feel like that feeds into imposter syndrome um, because like we expect ourselves to be perfect on the first try when that's not possible it's probably not even possible to be perfect on the hundredth try because what is, what is perfect? You know, we all have different, we all have different opinions of like, what is, what's a good podcast? What's not a good podcast? What's a good song? What's not a good song? You know, we all have different tastes. 
I think the important thing at the end of the day is to just trust yourself and to unconditionally accept yourself and just come from the space where you're like, it's okay that I messed up. It's okay. And uh, that was kind of a journey I took with Instagram lives, with Instagram lives um, in February of this year, February of 2021. I made the decision of like, I'm finally going to start going live because it had been a year of me, almost a year of me learning about how to market my business. And I learned from the very beginning that going live on Instagram and Facebook at that time was the best way to grow. Um, it probably is one of the best ways still to grow, but Instagram reels didn't exist then. Uh, so I heard this for a year and I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, I am not, I am not doing that. I am not doing that. No, thank you. And then in February of 2021, I was like, all right, I'm finally going to go live. I wonder if I have the notebook. Yes. It's somewhere. I have a notebook in my desk where I literally wrote out every single thing I was going to say in my first live. And there's a date on there. It's sometime in February. I freaked out for a whole month and I didn't go live until March. And the first time I went live, I think it went well. I just went, I just blew through my content though, because I was nervous. So I just showed up from the space. I was like really excited and just quickly blowing through everything I wanted to say. And then I was like, all right, bye. And then as soon as I turned it off, like I was just like, whoo, that was scary. And I was like really sweaty and just really anxious and stuff. And now, um, now it's completely different and it's just gotten that way with practice. I don't even know how many times I've gone live now, but on my, on my, uh, my business page, self-express babe, I do go live every Friday. I don't know when this episode's going to, this episode's going to come out after I have, yeah, I do go live every Friday. Um, at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So go follow me there. I'm getting a little sidetracked with my thoughts and I'm forgetting what I was going to say next, but actually that's perfect because that reminds me of what I wanted to say. So with, with Instagram lives, I got a lot of questions of like, what do you do if you forget what you're going to say? Or like, what if you say the wrong thing? And all this, like, I see it as like anxiety-based and I was, I was in that space too. And that's exactly why I like wrote out everything I was going to say. And, um, what I do is I just smile and keep going. And you'll see that if, if you go onto the podcast, uh, Instagram and you see the last Instagram live where I went live with Joanna Yasses, who's the, um, career change coach that I had in the first episode, there was a part, I remember there was a part where I wanted to ask her a question and the question just like floated away. And I was like, uh, my brain forgot what I was going to ask you, but that happens on lives. And I remember in the moment, I didn't feel a single stitch of anxiety. I was just accepting. I was just like, yeah, all right, that left. So 
do you have anything to like I just accepted it and kept going it's kind of like if you've ever taken an improv class it's like that yes and rule and uh improv is something that has really helped me I've been in um when I was in high school my parents I feel like I'm going off on a huge tangent but this did help me with imposter syndrome I see it now when I was in high school and all throughout childhood, I was a pretty shy kid. Um, not because my personality was shy. I think it was because my parents are really strict, but that's a whole different story. Uh, because I was shy, my, my, um, I don't know. I think it was my parents that suggested it. They had me in acting classes. And then in high school, I was in drama for all four years. And that was my first like introduction to improv actually the acting classes we had improv and the main role of improv like you're just going along with whatever's coming up and you're just agreeing with it and going along with it and I honestly think that like everyone should take an improv class at a certain point in their life because I just see it as like this huge life lesson of like life is not going to go as you plan as you planned at all so if you can develop this muscle of just acceptance and being like all right this happened let me see what i can do to make this work instead of like oh this happened and now life is horrible and like just constricting because you're going to be less resourceful, especially as a business owner, you're going to be less resourceful if you're really attached to specific actions, giving you a specific outcome. And that might not make sense because there's a lot of like strategies out there. Like if you do X, you're going to get Y result, And I do get that. Uh, but to give an, to give kind of like an example of how the yes and thing has helped me, a few weeks ago, I think it was actually just a week ago, Instagram and Instagram, Facebook and WhatsApp were all down. And um, I have a self-expression course that course or program, I'm not sure what it'll be yet, but I have a self-expression program that I want to put out into the world. And I'm in the phase of like just listening to my audience and gathering information and seeing where they're at, seeing what's needed. And on the day that Instagram was down, I had all of these stories planned of like polls and questions and like sticker things to pull my audience to see what they needed. And um, Instagram was down. So instead of being like, oh, Instagram's down, I can't do this today. I was like, all right, Instagram's down. What else can I do today? And uh, my brain, because I think because I was like relaxed, I think when, here's a, here's the thing. If you are accepting what is, you're more relaxed. And I really, from my own experience, believe that when you're more relaxed, creativity flows to you better. That's at least always what's happened to me. Like creativity doesn't really come to me in stressful situations. I don't think so. But because I was relaxed, I was like, all right, let me just uh, create a Google form 
let me just create all the questions I wanted to create. Let me create a survey and let me send it to my email list. So I did that and I got, that's how I started my research of my program, which I don't know when it's going to come out. It's still in the opening phases, still in the research phases. So developing this muscle of like, yes, this happened. I accept it. What can I do to now? What can I do with this information? And that even works with like personally and with imposter syndrome, getting back to my point, since I like to go off on tangents. <laughs> when you do experience imposter syndrome and you're, you're having these thoughts of like, I don't know enough. I'm not experienced enough. I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. It all really comes down to I'm not enough or like, I don't trust myself. Like maybe you don't trust yourself to deliver uh, the product or service that you're saying you will, whatever it is. If you can, instead of being like, like whatever feelings imposter syndrome brings up for you, <clears throat> if instead of resisting it and being like, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to feel this. I'm just going to keep pushing on. I feel like that like creates more damage, but if you're going to accept it and just be like, all right, I feel this way. It's okay. I feel this way. And just like, let yourself feel it for like five minutes. And then because you allowed yourself to feel it, it's so much easier to release it and to let it go. So like you might need to like cry or punch some punch a pillow or something. Of course, not in the presence of like children or anyone you can traumatize. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, but maybe you need to do some some like take it go for a jog do something to release some energy or maybe um maybe because you're relaxed you can ask imposter syndrome questions because for me imposter syndrome is like my best friend <laughs> and you might think I'm crazy saying that but it's true because in my opinion, it's like giving you one of two opportunities. The first opportunity is, hey, you're about to level up. You're about to level up right now with this thing you've been working towards. And this thing you've been working towards, for example, let's say, let's say you are a let's say you're just about to launch a web design business, right? And you get imposter syndrome right before you like launch your website or something like that. And you get imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome could be telling you like, all right, you're about to show up in the world as a web designer. So I'm going to give you some of these uncomfortable feelings so that you can ask yourself, what do I need to shift within my habits to show up in my leadership as a web designer or as whatever you're doing? Because when you're in a position where people are paying you money for something that you offer, that is a really like, you need to deliver. And that's a really like, 
you need to really hold yourself accountable to do what you say you're going to do because someone else is trusting you with their money. And it's such a like beautiful and magical and sacred exchange of they're giving you, they're giving you their abundance in the form of money and you're giving them your abundance in the form of like all the work you put behind a product or all the work you put behind the skills that you have to give the service that you have. You get the point. So that's the first way that, and that's the first reason why imposter syndrome is my best friend, because she reminds me to level up. And I'm using the pronoun she just because from my research on imposter syndrome, it's more experienced by women. So I'm just going to call her a she. I'm going to personify her. Second reason is because there's actually three now that I'm thinking about it, but second reason. Sometimes when imposter syndrome shows up, and this has happened to me, she shows up to to give you like an opportunity to question if what you're doing is in alignment. So for me, for example, I went from being a yoga teacher to then being a graphic designer. And don't get me wrong, I love graphic design, but that like that healer side of me, like I really, I'm, I'm a healer at heart and I'm like someone that like wants to give people transformation. And that's been my own personal journey, giving myself transformations via books and programs and trainings and, and this whole journey of, of life I've gone through. And when imposter syndrome would show up for me, when I was showing up online as a graphic designer. It happened when I showed up as a web designer. It happened when I showed up as a, a brand designer, as a brand strategist. And when I asked, like when I really sat with it and was like, why am I feeling this way? I recognized that it's because this, it, this like title and this, this service that I'm offering is not what my heart wants to offer. And really I wanted to coach people. And since I've been on my own he spiritual healing journey for a long time. And since I've been on this entrepreneur journey, I was like, all right, spiritual healer for entrepreneurs. And for a long time, like literally since May, I knew that. And I never showed up as it because of this, this, uh, I, I hear this message all the time in, in LinkedIn, in podcasts I've listened to, in other coaches that I follow. And I really do understand the integrity and ethical piece behind it. And what I like this message that I'm hearing is that like, you have to go through some sort of certification program or a training program to be a coach. And I want to call BS on that because I think that's really unfair to some people because here, here's the thing. Let me give you like an example. Let's say someone is going to be a relationship coach. That's what they want to be, right? So they go through this coaching program to be a coach. 
but in their own life, they've like never actually had a relationship, but because they have this piece of paper that says they're certified as a coach, they uh, book you as a client who wants to like find, who wants to finally like settle down in a committed relationship for your first time. And you want someone who will end up being someone that you marry. Would you really want that person's help? Like they didn't, they don't have the life experience to have gone through what you want to achieve. So that's the first piece. The second piece is that I think coaching and from my experience with having coaches and with the two people that I've coached, my business is brand new. And I just want to be raw and honest here. I've only coached two people. It's really about being present and holding space for the person. And I don't know if coaching, if a coaching certification teaches that from the trainings I've watched, because I, I have educated myself on coaching because I'm always educating myself. I just haven't gone through a certification program. So I don't have that piece of paper that says you are a coach, Celia, because I don't, I don't know if they teach being present because that's not something I've seen so far. So the reason why I've decided I'm going to let go of that paradigm completely that I need to be a coach is because my life for the past, probably my whole life, I don't know, my life has prepared me for this moment. My life has prepared me to hold space for others and to help them heal because A, I've been through that own healing journey myself. B, because of my own uh, yoga practice and meditation practice, which I started in 2014, I'm really good at just being present. And I do get that as a compliment all the time that I'm really good at just like being there and paying attention. And that's not something that, that's not something a lot of people have. And I'll be honest, it's a, it's a little frustrating for me sometimes, but there's also, my yoga practice has also given me this aspect of like, if someone frustrates me, I realize that's just my own reaction. And instead I can just have compassion for the person and just recognize that like, what is happening they're not really like conscious of or they don't like know that information yet so I fully let go of the whole paradigm of you need to be you need to be certified to be a coach and what really really pushed me to fully let that go and to go to my Instagram because if you if you listened to the podcast last week that episode, I think I recorded it a week ago, like in real time. I introduced myself and I was like, hi, I'm Celia. And I don't know what title to give you because at the moment, I don't know. And that that's another example of the acceptance piece of just being okay with what is just like, I don't know what to call myself and that's okay. I'm not going to judge myself. I'm not going to not record a podcast and I'm not going to just make something up in order to have a title to say for the podcast. No, I want it to be real and authentic. And what really helped me let that go fully and completely was recognizing that I have those skills of that I can be present, 
that I've gone through the own transformation that I know what questions to ask. I know to ask open-ended questions. Uh, I'm really good at holding space and mirroring back. And those kind of transformational shifts happen already in my day-to-day life with my current relationships, friendships, that happens already. So I already have that experience. So I believe in myself. I trust myself. And self-trust, I think, is the... Uh, what do you call it? The, the cure? That's not really the word I was looking for, but it's like the, I'll just go with that because my brain isn't thinking of anything. That's like the cure to imposter syndrome because really imposter syndrome is just like an intellectual lack of self-trust. I think that's exactly what it says. If you, if you go into Google, so with my, I'm rambling, I feel like I'm rambling, but I'm probably not. That's probably just my imposter syndrome. <laughs> In my uh, imposter syndrome research, there's a uh, question on a spreadsheet that I downloaded that said, is imposter syndrome in the DSM? And in seeing that question, I was like, oh, I'm curious. I'm going to take that into Google. And when I typed it into Google, it said something like, it's not, it's not in the DSM, but psychologists and other experts agree that it's really just a, an intellectual, la- intellectual lack of self-trust. So you're basically saying like, I don't believe in myself. So self-trust really is like a good anecdote for it. anecdote. Is that even the right word? I don't know. Cure. We'll just go with the word cure. Um, so what really helped me let go went off in a huge tangent was that I was in a space where it became really clear to me that I've been on this journey with imposter syndrome and it's now time for me to hold a masterclass about imposter syndrome. And if I'm going to hold a masterclass about imposter syndrome, I really need to embody that imposter syndrome is not going to hold me back from doing what I want to do. So I dove into where does it still show up for me currently and the, uh, the whole wanting to show up as a spiritual healing coach for entrepreneurs was how it was coming up. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to my Instagram bio and to my Facebook bio. I'm going to go to all my bios right now and change it right now. I'm going to own it that I'm a spiritual healing coach even though I don't have a certification, I'm going to completely 100% own it because imposter syndrome is not going to stop me. And it feels so good. Like when I say that I'm a spiritual healing coach for entrepreneurs, I'm like, yes, finally, that's it. That is it. Because all the other titles, like when I started as a graphic designer, I guess the only way I can explain it is that There's a huge difference between like when you have a job and when you're showing up as yourself. So like when you have a job, you kind of have to, for example, I remember I used to work at Lucky Brand and when you work, like when I worked there, I had to like, yeah, I love Lucky Brand, but I had to kind of like pretend that I like loved it more than I did. And like, there's kind of this like role that you play. I felt like when I was showing up as a graphic designer, I was like putting on this hat of like, this is my graphic designer hat where like, I don't want to wear different 
hats or like identities in different parts of my life. I just want to be me. And in showing up as a spiritual healing coach for entrepreneurs, I feel like me, I've, I'm, I'm so grateful. So what I want to offer to you, I posted it in, in the show notes below. I created a imposter syndrome PDF, and it really is just a very simple three-step process that will alleviate the grip that imposter syndrome might be having on you. And if that's something that you want, the link is in the show notes. You can go ahead and click that. It'll take you to a little opt-in page and then you will get that download. This is um, this freebie channeled through me on a, I think it was on a Sunday and just this whole, this like little mini journey of it's okay. It really has been a lifelong journey of this imposter syndrome. But when I say mini journey, like I feel like only until recently, I've had this like huge quantum leap of everything kind of like compounding and giving me this like huge shift in my paradigm and in my perspective that I'm just having like this overflowing cup of creativity around imposter syndrome at the moment. And that's how I knew that having an imposter syndrome masterclass is very much aligned with my business right now. And it's very much aligned with how I want to serve you. So there's that freebie PDF that is in the show notes. Also the imposter syndrome masterclass is going to, going to be happening on October 28th. It's going to be from 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time until 12 p.m. So it's a two-hour live masterclass. You have two options. You can either tune in live and watch it live. And if you do that, you will have a 24-hour window to watch it again. Or you can have a VIP access where you're going to get unlimited access to a replay. You're going to get a private Facebook group. And then I'm also going to throw in a bonus video on EFT tapping on self-trust because like I said, self-trust is a great cure for imposter syndrome. So that's what I'm up to. And that's an offering I'm putting out into the world. By the time this podcast comes out, it's going to be a few days from now. So click that link in the bio before the cart closes. Cause once it closes, the price is going to go up and it's only going to be live once. I'm only going to do it live once. And then it's going to be, it's eventually going to be somewhere where you can purchase it at a different price. So if you do have questions, you can message me on Instagram. My DMs are open. Any questions that you have? And I'm so excited. I am so excited because like imposter syndrome, when you can really come from a space of accepting it and asking it questions and just getting really still and connecting with yourself. And when you get to the point where imposter syndrome doesn't hold you back anymore, it's, it's so liberating. And I really want that experience for you. I want that transformation for you because for me, it's been such a huge shift in, in my, even my, like my energy, like before the shift, like, I don't know if I would be showing up in the podcast as I'm showing up right now. And 
another another little piece of yesterday with the podcast launching one of the things that came up around when I shared that I had my imposter syndrome manifested as I'm not doing enough. One of the things that came up too, was that the podcast episodes, I have video content for it and, um, I haven't edited it and I haven't created my YouTube channel for it. And I'm like, I'm accepting that that's okay. And I'm still moving. I'm still moving forward with recording the video version of the podcast as well, because I just want that content and it will be on YouTube in the future. So if you're, if you are watching on YouTube, hello, (laughs) but just like letting go of I'm not doing all these things that people in the industry say I should do. And that is okay because if I do these things, it's going to, um, like for me, it's if, if I did, if I did sit down with the YouTube right now, and I created it and I, and I went through all my podcast episodes and, and I edited the video. It's going to take a lot of time that I do have, but at the point in my life where I'm at now, I would rather spend that time doing self-care things. Like I would rather spend that time journaling, being at the park, being with friends, taking a bath, uh, putting on a clay mask on my face, uh, washing my hair, like any meditating yoga, anything that nurtures my self-care, because if I feel good in my body, I'll do good in this world. But if I overstretch myself and if I decide to subscribe to, oh, I need to do YouTube podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I need to do all these things in order to do enough in order to satiate this imposter syndrome feeling that I'm feeling, then it's going to affect my energy. It's going to affect how I show up here. It's going to affect how I show up with clients. It's going to affect the programs I create because they're going to come from a place of like exhaustion instead of from a place of where I'm deeply connected with my soul, with my spirit, with my body and when you're, when you're deeply connected to your mind, body, and spirit, you're going to bring out things that are true to you, that are more authentic to you, things that are aligned to you. You're going to attract people that are aligned to you. So yeah, (laughs) that's really, that's really all I have to say. If you are someone that's struggling with imposter syndrome, that freebie is for you in the link in the bio. It's called Unsilenced. And if you are interested in the masterclass, the masterclass is called Self Unlimited. Again, it's a two-hour masterclass. There's also a link in the in the bio or show notes, wherever it is that you're watching this from. You can give that a click. And if you do have questions, follow me over at Self Express Babe on Instagram. I would love to speak to you. If you just want to say hi, my DMs are open for you as well. I hope that this podcast was helpful for you. I hope that you got some good takeaways. 
And that is, that is my message for today. And I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope that you make some time to connect and ground with yourself, with your heart, with your truth. And I will see you next week.